0: Welcome to the SimWits podcast. My name is Paul Hill. I'm joined today by my co-host Ryan Fisher.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: Today we're going to be talking about post-race analysis and uh, mindset post race. So we're going to break down kind of what you need to be looking at, what all those numbers and data mean means on the results page and how you get there and what to take away from it. Um I'm kind of going to Going to let Ryan lead on this, let him kind of break down that page. He, he looks at it a little bit closer than I do. I tend to use other programs, which we're going to cover, but I'm going to let Ryan kind of break down the iRacing results page for everybody.
1: All right. So before I go into the results or anything like that, I, again, just like we did the last episode, I want to congratulate you again for finishing your first race and this podcast is basically. Like Paul said earlier, going over results and mindset. So while you're looking at results, you can also pull yourself back in mentally and physically with however you're feeling. So um, after your race is done, you'll be at the main iRacing screen, and there will be a blue bar that comes across the top of the screen, and you can click on that. And that will take you to your results because it'll say results ready for uh, event you were basically just in. Sometimes prep. Side note: Sometimes after a race, it will say a practice session. Like if you went into a practice server or a completely different other lobby, and you did that after that server ends, it'll say results ready for practice. So just make sure it says race and not practice. That's the only
0: thing. I Another thing I want to mention you can do, too, is there is a results tab on the left-hand side you can click on, and you can make it filter your results just to your race. So if that blue bar acts goofy, you can always go to that tab as well.
1: Yeah, sometimes the blue bar doesn't even pop up, sometimes, after you finish a race. So I've recently had to start going to the results tab thing on the side of the page and doing results that way. But anyways... Once that blue bar is up and you've clicked on it and you're now looking at your screen, the upper left will be the series that you just ran. So in this case, it's probably going to be GR Cup or it's going to be Miatas, maybe Formula V. I think that's a rookie series.
0: Production sim challenge is technically D.
1: Yeah, so the D series and the rookie series you'll see and it'll say that there. Then to the right of that, it'll tell you the track conditions. It'll tell you the exact time of day, everything like that. So if you want to recreate that race for yourself in a separate server, you can do that and there's no big deal about it. To the right of that is splits. Now, like we've said in previous episodes, a split is determined by your I rating and the number split you in is a direct correlation of how fast you are versus everybody that has signed up for that race. So you'll probably be in a low split because you're just starting out. That's where everybody goes. The higher the splits, notice the split number, and the higher the splits go, the harder the competition is. And both Paul and I do this. We check the other splits results to see like what the leaders are doing for time wise. Like if we need to find speed or something like that, we use that. I'll let him touch on that because he does that way more than I do. I don't, I don't really do that. Then under all that stuff, you'll have like the entire results and it'll tell you things like your average lap, your sessions, lap count, how many laps you completed, caution laps. If there were any, Number of cautions, laps completed and lead changes, everything like that. Um, it'll give average, uh, I believe it'll give average race pace, I think.
0: Yeah. Average lap time. It does show average okay. lap time, yeah.
1: And then in that like table, you can find yourself and it'll give you detailed safety rating, loss, gain. It'll tell you the the amount of incidents It'll tell you the amount the amount of incidents for everybody in your lobby. So like I was saying earlier, you can go into the higher splits and see if people are being aggressive at this track and you can kind of gauge tracks on that. So you kind of know what type of mindset to take into those races, which once again, goes into survival. So you can see a safety rating and I rating. And the results will also give you things like championships points, laps led, your gap from the leader at the line, your fastest lap, your starting spot, like I said, incident count, the cars in the field, your car number, things like that. So, there's a lot of information to parse through and while you're parsing through it, try and like calm yourself down because I think that's what Paul does, don't you?
0: Yeah, so... The results tab is great for kind of breaking down, engaging if you need to do more practice or if you're ready for another race, uh just from pace alone. It doesn't tell you whether or not mentally, of course, you're ready for a race. That's something you need to self-assess. But it will tell you, hey, you know, I finished fifth place, or let's say you won your split. Let's say all right, you got your first win, you won your 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 split, this is when I would use kind of looking at the other splits. Okay, my average lap pace was, let's say, 119. Well, the lobby in front of me, the winner had actually the same pace as me. So that's a good indicator that you are actually pretty quick at this track, and you're on par, and whether or not you move up a split or down a split, you're not going to be in any sort of concerning situation of being way off time in getting hit or getting wrecked because you can't keep up. Uh, so that's kind of where I use that page. And, of course, I look at my incident count versus everyone else's to see was I being more cautious, was I out of line, was I the problem, or was everyone hitting each other? You know, these are the things I kind of gauge on that page, all while, like Ryan said, kind of assessing my mental state. Um, you can do too many races in one day. This is coming from... Myself, who who is notorious for that, uh, I've dialed it back now that I'm in the higher splits because of how strenuous, I know that sounds dorky to say about sim racing, but you'll understand once you start getting up there, strenuous they can be mentally, but like in the rookie, rookie classes and some of the lower classes when I was in a lower split, I mean, I would run six, seven, eight races a night, you know, 15 minute races. It was crazy. Like, I look back on that and I'm just like, that's crazy. I should never do that and i would definitely recommend avoiding that and try to keep yourself to 2 to 3 races a night and then spend the rest of your time practicing in practice lobbies the reason for that is you you can only stay so focused for so long and turning laps is good but turning laps without ramification can be very helpful more so than constantly putting yourself in a race situation where you're stressing about, Oh, am I going off track by, am I spinning out? Am I hitting people or people hitting me Are they spinning out on track and I'm hitting them. And it can compound into this like frustrating emotion because of how, and now I, I may be projecting, but, and Ryan, feel free to jump in on this, but the stress of keeping your I rating In your safety simultaneously up, especially when you're trying to move up a class, can really mess with your performance. When you're desperately trying to get out of, let's say, rookie class to get to D, doing too many races, sheer volume can hurt you. You're almost better off doing two quality races and then attacking it the next day to try to slowly get yourself out of that rookie class than trying to do all four races, let's say, in one night. And spinning out and then losing safety and basically washing a race that you already did, it can become really difficult for people to get out of just because they're doing too many races in one night instead of focusing on a couple races and lots of practice.
1: That is literally perfect advice.
0: So do a couple races a night as a rookie. Spend the rest of your time practicing in a lobby with fast people trying to get better. And, you know, if you're feeling really good, you have two good races, you want to throw in a third or fourth one, by all means. But don't just try to keep race after race after race. You're you're only going to get worse as you keep trying and getting more and more frustrated. So do keep that in mind when you are trying to self-assess. You might feel good, but you do reach a breaking point, and you don't want that breaking point...
1: To sour your taste with everything sim racing because, yep. uh, Sorry to interject here, Paul. Like, what he's saying is very true. Like, I'm going through it right now. I don't want to race. I've, I'm, I just don't want to race. Everything is stressful because, like he said, I'm trying to keep everything up and move up to a faster division. And I just, I need a break because if I don't, I'm going to sell everything.
0: Just you get frustrated and you don't feel fast enough. And there's like all these and this may be coming because me and Ryan are just so competitive as humans. And you may never feel this way if you're just trying to have a good time. But for those that do get this emotion, don't be upset. There's quite a few of us that feel the same way.
1: It's part of the process. Like, honestly, like even when I raced in real life, I would be like, yep, I need a break because uh, this is just it's too much and i would take a break Mm -hmm. and then you come back and your brain is a sponge and you get even faster and your your overall pace just goes up just a little bit and you keep doing that and your pace just overall gets faster and faster and just take breaks when you need them don't get burned out don't ruin your love for racing
0: yes and um over the last year i can really speak to explosive growth as a driver um i went from 1500 i rating to 2800 i rating never touching anything in this form of oval whether it's sim or physical i went from rookie class all the way to i think at my peak a 3400 i rating oval and there were times in that where i was trying too much and actually caused myself to slide and that's where this advice is coming from and having someone me back like Ryan would be like dude just just get off go do some practice because I, I get very stubborn Um, and when you do get stubborn don't keep putting yourself in a race just go do practice and if you want to be stubborn be stubborn in practice where you're trying to get to the top of the leaderboard there instead of trying to win a race and hurting yourself is what I'm getting at okay exactly I won't sit here and keep beating a dead horse but it is a very important mental aspect of sim racing that burns a lot of people out it frustrates a lot of people and can sour the experience. So,
1: yep. And if you're working with it, te- like if you have a teammate you're you're watching this with, hold him, ask each other questions like how y'all are feeling after every race. And be like, hey, do we want to do another one? Assess each other and hold each other accountable. Like that's what Paul and I have done. And yeah, it sucks to. Tell your buddy, like, hey, get off the game, you're trash. But, like, you're trying to save both you and him in the long run. So it'll hurt, but it's for the best and it'll make both of y'all way better
0: friends. Exactly. And um, I want to assess too, as well, more so like your physical driving next. And I'm sure Ryan has some points on this. I think that's enough about mental. I mean, you'll understand once you start experiencing it, experiencing that emotion and just kind of think back to this re-listen to this if you need to Uh, but i want to kind of talk about what you need to be assessing physically after a race too like what you were doing in the race so ryan i know when i first do a race or after i get out of a race i always look at kind of okay where was i gaining and losing time mentally on the people around me and then I go focus on that. Do I, do I need to go do some practice on those few corners? Do I need to go and think about maybe the braking technique I'm using? You know, where, where's your head at whenever you come out of a race and you're trying to assess like your actual performance and not your mentality?
1: So like like you were saying, you come out and you think about where you could have been faster. Uh, during the race, I tend to pay attention to the car. Like, this is kind of advanced for everybody listening. This is a this is kind of a tidbit for the novice and up guys that potentially are listening to this. I don't know if anybody is. But, <clears throat> I think about the car, I, I think about how the car felt at the beginning of the run, the middle of the run, and the end of the run. I think about, like, when did tire spin start happening if there was any when did sliding the tires start happening was I aggressive on the tires for too many laps at one time things like that where I'm over pushing the car and I'm over driving I'm over driving my driving talent so I assess things like that and try and go through that and say okay well I was driving like this because I was trying to catch this person and this is what the car did. I make a mental note of that. And then I make mental notes of when I'm by myself racing, how the car feels then. And so I'll figure out like, Hey, this is what the car does on these parts of the run. What do I need to do at those specific corners at those specific times of the race? And I'll go and, run however many laps it takes me to get to that point and i'll practice that and just keep doing it and hopefully you have to you'll have to go like a decent bit into your stint to get to a mistake which which makes you a overall better driver so the more laps
0: you turn the better you get um another thing i always assess and it's a little bit of mentality in the race I, for reference, I just did ARCA around Homestead, so that's when this is being being recorded, is uh, ARCA around the, the road course at Homestead. And when I'm doing a race in a car that I'm not necessarily 100% used to, because I mostly do GT4 and GT3, I assess where I am most nervous about the car being wacky with me, like doing something out of ordinary even though i feel like i'm doing the same thing every time and trying to break down what is causing that am i maybe hitting a dip i don't see in the road am i hitting a curb am i rolling into throttle too aggressively and this is also more so advanced thought but it helps you think so when you guys start spinning out randomly you feel like it's a random spin out like the car we have a very good friend of ours that did the 24 hours with us and he would always be like man the car would just randomly let go in the horseshoe. And it's like, it's never random. There's always a cause and a reason. You just have to really start to assess what that cause and reason is. And maybe you won't have the answer. And don't be afraid to ask somebody, man, every time I go into this turn, I, I think it's, it's hooking up. And then I just spin out, you know, get people's opinion. How are they attacking the turn? You know, self-assess and ask for help. You're a rookie. No one's going to hate on you for wanting to get better. No one's going to hate on you for asking questions. Most people in the iRacing community, when you're in a lobby, I mean, I was doing it at Homestead, and I have an almost 3,000 iRating, and I was asking 2,500 guys that were running faster than me, what are you doing? I can't figure out turn one. And they gave me some really great insight. So don't hesitate to ask, but also have enough self-awareness to recognize where you're feeling nervous about the car instinctively because you're instinctively going to be like, oh, this turn makes me uneasy and try to focus on that. If you're consistently doing something and you consistently get a bad result, that's okay because at least you're knowing what you're doing and then you can adjust one piece of everything until you figure out what's causing said failure.
1: You know what not to do because you are yes. it's a process of elimination. Like if you wreck, you're like, okay, don't do that. If you go try a different line and you're like, okay, well, I went slower. Okay, well, that's not going to work, but that's I'll keep that in the back of my head for later.
0: And you end up usually crossing said lines. The one that spins you out and the one that makes you slow and finding where that middle ground is. Exactly. Stay in one piece and you in one piece and you're not scared out of your mind every time you get to that turn. And so that's kind of what he's getting at. But... I want to talk about VRS. I know you don't really use it, Ryan. Um, virtual Racing School. I don't really use the... They have tutorials. It's a paid service, but they also have free service. Like, for you rookie guys in the rookie class, they have free tutorial on how to race whatever track rookie Miatas are at. I want to talk about their telemetry system, because I, to this day, utilize it whenever I'm like half a second off the top dogs to a second. And I'm like, man, I just don't feel like I can find that much time. You you know, if it's like a tenth or two, I'm not too worried about it. But if I'm like a second to half a second off, I go and watch that video or not video, the telemetry. I don't really watch the video once again, the telemetry. And I look at what I'm doing versus what they're doing, because I'm a very black and white person like me and Ryan keep talking about. So watching a video of someone doing it doesn't work for me but me actually looking at the hard data and distance of like when they break versus when I break, and I can visualize when I race very well in my head. I can be like, okay, so I know my mental cue is to break here, but they're breaking, let's say, 20 feet beyond that. I know now kind of mentally in my head where I need to go. So utilizing a service, I don't know of any other telemetry. I think Race Labs has telemetry too. Just find a service if you don't want to use virtual racing school that data logs your telemetry so you can go back and look at how you're racing and what you're doing in the turns and what's fast. Because what's cool about VRS is I compare my uh, information versus their professional driver. So I know I'll never reach the professional driver speed, right? Nine times out of 10. But it gives me an idea of what I can change to try to find a couple tents to keep up. So... I did just want to touch on that because it's awesome and a very good tool for fresh, you know, sim racers to to be aware of.
1: Yeah, I like Paul said. I don't. I would rather watch somebody do it and listen to the car and everything than look at data. Like I know now. I know how to look at data now, but when I was learning how to drive, watching someone do it just it just made more sense to me like my brain is not that analytical was not that analytical to be able to parse through data and make any kind of judgment call out of it now I can but so if you don't know how to make a call off of telemetry don't feel bad it's part of the process you learn it comes with it comes with time
0: but looking at it will help because eventually it'll start to click it just takes time so yeah you know i would highly recommend it it's not a must but if you're really trying to grow quickly and grow with like purpose it 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 can be a very key tool in figuring out tracks that you normally don't fit you that that normally don't fit you does that make sense so like
1: yeah because you're like oh i've never been here i don't know what the line is i don't know what the topography of the track is i don't know the layout i don't know all the little nuances of it and watching them give you a a general line, you're like, okay, now I know what to do. Yep, You're not blowing brake zones or anything like that. You're not going off track. You're like, okay, I know I need to break about here, turn in about here, get on throttle here, you know, everything like it's, you're not going in blind.
0: Yep. And, um, I would also add, there are tracks that you will naturally be strong at as a driver that fit just the kind of the way your brain dissects things. So having the VRS or having some sort of tutorial to judge your data versus their data will help you recognize different driving techniques that exist. I mean, there's things I've learned in sim racing that I now apply to real racing, real driving, that I would have never been comfortable even thinking about using in real-world application. But these guys are doing it through professional drivers and sim drivers and it's given me new perspectives on driving in general. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, guys, I think that's everything we really wanted to talk today about post-race analysis and like mentality about that and where to go. So with that in mind, I'm going to say race hard, race smart. Have a good night.
1: Thanks for listening everybody. Thanks for watching. And hopefully you had a good time with your first race. You decided you wanted to do another one and hopefully you're practicing and getting faster. So we'll see y'all next time. Later.